Welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and then I get high. I am Mantis Toboggan, of course, and last night I found out the guy who wrote Cherry Pie, the song, um, drank himself to death in 2011. Now that's rock and roll! And I'm Brianna, and I had no idea about that, and I feel so informed now. I mean, I can't really, I'm surprised, but I can't believe it waited till 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we'll be watching White Tiger. White Tiger is an adaption of Aravind Adiga's 2008 novel of the same name. It is written and directed by Raman Barani, and it stars Adarsh Gaurav, Rajkumar Rao, and Priyanka Chopra. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our excitement levels and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. I also want to point out that my pronunciations of those names were pretty good. Gonna throw it on over to Marjo. Yes, hello, this is Marjo Corner. I would just like to inform people that there is a reaction video in the Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags Universe YouTube channel. It is a reaction video to Godzilla vs. Kong. Go watch, write, review, subscribe. It is not very good, but you will like it anyway. Goodbye! <laughs> Thank you, Marjo. I really appreciate the information that you've just bestowed upon our listeners. Brianna! Hello. Tidbits! The movie of the night is White Tiger. It's called The White Tiger, because when I tried to IMDB White Tiger, nothing came up for it. Okay, well, I'm just calling it White Tiger. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> At two hours and five minutes. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Sitting <laughs> thick. Sitting thick. Had no idea until f- five minutes ago. Really kind of threw me through a loop. Uh... If you're a normal moviegoer, you know what an extra half hour of a movie is. It's like a lot, so they're this better be fucking good. I'm about to... Spin a fucking spider web of backstory. Okay, Spider-Man. <laughs> There's a decent inf- amount of information on the Wikipedia page. And just for the record, whoever whoever put these fucking wikis together needs a fucking gold star. Okay? Thorough as fuck. I am so impressed. I have never researched a movie so easily in my entire life where it gave me so much information. So compact. Uh, whoever wrote it is ESL. That's That's not a big deal at all is so much information. Well, let's get to it. <laughs> the producer of the film, Brianna, his name is Mukel Diora. That one didn't sound as good as the actor you pronounced. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Mukel uh, during during tidbits. That's how Natalie so, says his name, Mukel. <laughs> we don't normally talk about producers to such to the length that I'm about to talk about this producer, but this guy is, I mean, his Wikipedia was packed, so I'm going to give it to you. Now, Mukel's path is is pretty fucking weird. I've got a feeling he grew up rich, or maybe not. I honestly can't fucking tell because he only has 140 Twitter followers. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he started a packing solutions company in, two, in 1999, and then he sold it. Then he started an ambient noise audio lab where he created uh, musical landscapes that had him performing like all over the world, like in London and at at at, at theaters and... The art houses all over, I guess. He then dropped an album that was a hit in India, and people loved it and hit like number 11 on the billboards out there. And then he did a bunch of art exhibits where he went around the world and he, he smashed cars with sledgehammers. 
and people would join in and smash cars with sledgehammers with him. Banksy, nice. Yeah, he was then named by GQ as the best-dressed Indian man uh, in 2011 and 2012, which is the same year that he did a month-long radio show on Bob Dylan. Okay. <laughs> this this dude, he's just, he's the Indian Forrest Gump. He's just fucking everywhere. He's just doing the weirdest shit. Like, would you just going to be named the best-dressed Indian by GQ? That's such a weird title to hold two years in a row. I don't think Forrest Gump was uh, the best-dressed, according to GQ. No, but he was he was he was everywhere. That, also, that's Forrest the point. Gump wasn't a real person. So, so Mukul decides. Fuck you, Brianna. Uh, so Mukul decides he wants <laughs> to adapt the 2008 book White Tiger. Financing takes forever, I guess. And in the meantime, Mukul hires his college roommate, Raman. Raman is a experienced director. He's done movies like uh, Fahrenheit 451 and 99 Homes. It's also a really yummy noodle soup. Uh, actually, it's not really yummy at all. It's disgusting. I fucking hate ramen. If you eat ramen, you don't you're like savage. soup. I don't like soup. So ramen has a pretty good reputation about him as well. Roger Roger Ebert said in the early 2000s that he was like the next great director in this generation. But I feel like that was kind of like an overstatement by Roger Ebert. So 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 much critics now. Uh, we are not critics, by the way. We are just two casual. Casual guys hanging out and talking casually. I'm not a guy, but that's okay. <laughs> so, close enough. Priyanka Chopra was scrolling through Twitter one day, and she noticed a tweet that said the book was being adapted. She got very interested because she had uh, read the book previously. She not only wanted to be in it, she wanted to be a producer. Okay? So, they obviously, I mentioned they were having financial troubles, and they were trying to find some some money. So... Here comes Purple Pebble Productions, which is Priyanka Chopra's production studios in India, if you had no idea, which I did not. Uh, I guess they've actually put out some high-quality award-winning films in India, and some of the films that she's produced have won the National um, National Film Awards, which I guess is like the Indian Oscars. She said that the book had profound effect on her and made her think about a part of the world that she became desensitized to. So my take on that is that it's about poor people, and she never thought about poor people being so poor. She was like, oh, what? Like, poor people? What? I need to make this movie. That's what I think. Uh, I guess Rajkumar, who is the other star alongside her, is very highly respected in India and has also won a National Film Award. So... That's and I actually saw that he's in a movie called Newton, which is highly spoken about. Um, I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. Mukul wanted the main character to be a fresh-faced person, and so a few high-profile Indian actors were turned down. I guess uh, he said, "quote I didn't want to see a rich, successful actor playing the part of that underclass underdog." who's going to do something crazy in the film. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what kind of crazy shit this guy's going to do in the film, but that's that's weird. So here we are with our guy, Adash, and he's he's playing the, the role of the main character, uh, the main main character. Principal photography, Brianna, began in 2019 in Delhi, and it wrapped in mid-December. Priyanka Chopra said that it was hard as fuck to film there because the air pollution and the heat, which, like, yeah, I can... I can fucking imagine. Yeah, honey, um, that's that's a kind of a common problem over there. Sorry, you haven't had to experience it in quite some time. Thanks for being thanks for being completely oblivious, Miss Universe. <laughs> oh, Priyanka, Priyanka Jonas, ladies and gentlemen. 
Do you have any thoughts, Brianna? All I read was that they there's yet to be a movie that portrays the real India. This movie, they said, comes very close to it, but there is a huge, obviously, problem in India where the rich are very, very rich, and then everyone else is extremely poor and, like, starving. And so they tried to portray that as best they could in this movie. And so I'm very eager. I've been waiting since, like, November to see this movie. November. <laughs> you want to get a little uh, political about it? Uh, the caste system is fucked in India. Like, holy shit, I wonder if that's, I wonder if there's going to be a, a, a dive into, there's a deep dive into that. I hope so, because I know nothing about it really, but I know it's fucked. And I know the, there's a lot of classism and it's really, really, really like accentuated. Well, th yeah, that's like what this whole movie is about. Sick deal. Uh, at the point <laughs> in time of this recording, Brianna, it has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb based on 7,494 reviews. And it has a 90% critic score based on 101 reviews and an 82% audience score based on 256 reviews. The reason I pause is because I feel like that's a big discrepancy between the IMDb and the critic score and the audience score. That's like a, that's a weird 10 point jump in each direction. It has a 76% on Metacritic, but fuck off Metacritic, you can jerk my dick. And 87% of Google users liked it. Yeah, fuck Google. Brianna hates Google. I kind of uh... like Google. I don't like the Google reviews. I love Google, but I'm not maybe a I'll, huge fan of these Google review things. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll next week I'll have a Google review to present to to everybody and and let you guys know what what Google reviews actually sound like. They're I the liked best. this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucked. Indian people are this movie different. Was really good. <laughs> I could smell India from here. Zero out of ten. <laughs> I didn't want to sound mean, though. I am Mantis. Indians are technically part of Asia, so, you know, I'm really just crapping on my own people. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to edit that out. We'll see. <laughs> are you excited about the film, Brianna? Yeah, I just said that. I said it like three times. The three times I've spoken, I've said, I'm excited. Let's watch this. I've been waiting since November. I know, but it's after the point in time where I give you the critic score, so now I have to ask you yeah, if you're excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to go, like, streaking and flip cars because that's how excited I am to watch this movie. <laughs> Not at the same time. I don't want to be streaking and flipping cars. Separate, separate excursions. <laughs> what a, what a visual. <laughs> I am excited, not for that, but for this movie. Uh, <laughs> even after the research, which is, if you've listened to us before, you know, can be a real downer for me. Uh, <laughs> once we've gotten done with it, and just based on preconceived notions I have, and uh, we may have a feeling uh, we get from the overall vibe of the production. Just, but it. You, it, it just it happens you know i'm excited for a movie and then i and then i read a little deeper into it and i'm like oh this is gonna fucking suck but at first i was nervous about this because of the weird moogle thing uh but now i think that he's doing all right and i'm positive this is going to be a good film well we know who to blame if it sucks yes moogle uh it's gonna be a good film that was cared for and plotted out with thoughtfulness i, I really do so let's get into it. I don't. I'm not really excited about uh, Mrs. Jonas, though. No, I'm not very excited about Mrs. Jonas, but we'll see how thick she's looking. You want to pack? Uh, you want to? You want to pack? You want to give me the synopsis while I pack my bong, Rihanna? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. The epic journey of a poor Indian driver who must use his wit and cunning to break free from servitude to his rich masters and rise to the top of the heap, the White Tiger. Fuck yeah! Let's let's do this thing. 
Pack them up, ladies and gentlemen. Get your snacks ready. We got two hours to go. So in three, two, one. Well, we're back with probably the best movie that we have seen on this podcast. Hands fucking down, actually. Not even probably. 100%. That movie was a fucking menace to my mind. I loved that fucking thing. Holy fucking shit. You you should stop this podcast right now and just go watch it. Um, after we give a thousand percent worth the wait, def, de- definitely listen to the spoiler zone after you fucking see this thing. Definitely worth the wait. I want to start out this initial take review by saying that it is 100% Oscar eligible. It came out in January 2021, which is still Oscar eligible because they will not, um, nominee nominations won't be, uh, released until like March. So, this is 100% eligible. I think it will get nominated. I think it will win the international Oscar. At least that's my hope. This thing was a fucking thriller. It's like a Scorsese film. It was good. Like, t- top to bottom. The the music was phenomenal. The The, the screenplay was, was amazing. It makes me want to read the book, and I never want to read books. Uh, the direction was, fan- like I said, it was like a Scorsese play in every great way you could possibly imagine. It was so good. Um, there was a Slumdog Millionaire reference. Yeah. The White Tiger is a beautiful look at what America would look like if it was only white people. Or you could just call it Indian Parasite. Like, it, e- either way. It's, it, it, it's, it's class, class, um, class warfare is in, ladies and gentlemen. If that's what the Servant Master vibe is actually like, then fuck. I feel like it's very like, accurate. Holy shit. I don't know. I've never been over there, but it seems pretty legit. It's a lot. If it if it's not legit, it's a lot of stuff to have just made up and been like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. So the way I gauge these movies that that I that we've been watching and that I just watch in general on my computer is when I go full screen, that's when I know I'm in. And I went full screen at like 15 minutes at this thing, and I just sat back and I watched it because I wasn't taking many notes. I I I soon realized. Um. Which I, I actually did take a lot of notes. But but either way, uh, Priyanka Chopra's crying, Brianna, what do you have to say? Uh, let's just save that. I'll, I'll, I'll let it out on her later. <laughs> I just did. She's not a lot of emotion. Being, it was so weird because she was really good at crying, but the emotion was just not there. I didn't feel anything for her character whatsoever. Balram's my fucking guy. Balram, can, he can get it. And Balram slays with a ponytail absolutely slays i was wigging out balram brought the whole team with him he was like okay well let's, let's pull it together to it. let's focus what a fucking movie, i loved though. the movie oh, i holy, loved it holy fucking shit i loved every single bit of it i really think that it's uh gonna get nominated it should get nominated it it looked so good it sounded so good the everything was on point the acting was really good the adarsh guy who played balram is fucking crazy good like he was really good talk about conveying emotion he conveyed more emo he conveyed more emotion just through like his like off-putting stares and like that scene when he was brushing his teeth like then then priyanka chopra put out the the entire time after what she did i don't want to spoil it for anybody i'll get into it later but fuck like this kid is good he is a really good actor and i hope he gets a lot more work uh good work he should get he should get nominated for an indian oscar and an american oscar and a British Oscar and all the all the the Oscars in all the countries. 
I know they're not called Oscars, but fuck off. He was 100% committed to this whole role, and I loved it. Very Scorsese of him to really just balls to the wall. The look of this movie was fucking crazy awesome. It, it's such a mindfuck, too. The cast system is so crazy, and it's not even about the cast system. Uh, they mentioned early on that there's like a thou- there, there used to be a thousand different casts, and now there's only two. People with full bellies and people with empty bellies. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's deep. Uh, very deep look into the slums of India. Um, they do not spare you a lot. Like, they really, they really throw it right in your face. I thought the take on this was so crazy. I, he breaks the fourth wall a lot, and I really loved that. I loved every second of it. I'll probably watch it again, not like any time this week, but I would watch it again this month for sure. I'm giving it 48 popcorn bags, and I'm telling you to go watch it right now. It's on Netflix. I didn't watch it on Netflix, but go watch it on Netflix. I'm giving it um I'm giving it a 45. Why? Again, wait for the fucking spoiler zone. Jesus, calm your tits down. Okay, fine. Well, I'm giving it a 48 because fucking the acting just wasn't perfect. And that's why I'm knocking off two points. Well, I'm giving it a 45 out of 50. I would recommend it for sure. And it's on Netflix. And I only pay $8.99 a month for Netflix. So totally worth it for me. Well, there you go. So you watched it worth in 720p? The first month I have it in like the 4K. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I can't see anyway. Everything looks blurry to me. So it's not really a big deal. Brianna's tired. So that's why she's not giving it a... Well, no, I have to wait for the spoiler zone. I don't want to just give away everything like you do. I want to just dump them all out. That's what I'm known for. <laughs> all right, fine. I'm going to hold you to it then. Let's get into it. Spoiler zone! Spoiler zone! <laughs> Brianna, start me off fresh then. Let's go. Hit, hit me with it. Um, spoiler zone. Favorite parts. Brianna loved the early 2000s soundtrack. It was smacks. I was like sitting here jamming out in my little chair like a little fat girl and I loved it. Every, every song they played, whether it was from America or not, I loved it. I was bopping. Started off with a Drake song, uh, a Jay-Z song. Yeah, right off the bat, I was like, ooh, 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 okay. There's this amazing flamingo wallpaper that we later find out in the movie that's part of Ballram's driving company's building business thing. What Office? Mm-hmm. In office. <laughs> the office, uh, it has... Rideshare? He, he, form, he forms a, an Indian Uber? Yeah, he forms an Indian Uber where he is uh, the pimp for all the little drivers. But there's some great flamingo wallpaper, and I love a flamingo, and I, you know, great wallpaper. There's, um, there's an, I don't really know if it's flashbacks or... Uh, so, so <laughs> let me just say that the way the movie is told is from the perspective of Balram sitting in his rideshare company building in his office, uh, writing his life story on a on a laptop so it seems so it seems like he's writing his story well he's typing up in he's typing up an email to the vice premier of china the real premier yeah right say who he goes and speaks to at the end about real estate Mm -hmm. um so essentially it's that's that's the point in time where you're living in in the initial in the initial part of the movie and then he's telling his story from pretty much his early childhood to uh to the present day um, and it, it goes, it goes back and forth, not so much, uh, throughout the whole movie, but just like sporadically, it'll cut back just to remind you that he's telling the story from the present and he's talking about the past. Yeah, there was, 
there wasn't like flash like there were flashbacks but there was parts that he kind of has like moments where he imagines things and they play out on the screen and you're kind of confused at points where you're like did that happen oh my god but then you realize it's like a flash no, sideways no. yeah it's like a oh a nightmare but you happen to see it i don't know i don't would how would you describe that but those were interesting. I really thought I thought those were good. I would describe it as a flash sideways. It's when he was imagining his family being killed because he was uh, because of the bad things that he he was going to do. One of my favorite parts, Brandon, was the pray off in the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> Small thing, but Balram has a pray off with the number one driver whose job he's trying to take. Yeah, um, he's like, I'm gonna out pray this son of a bitch. <laughs> So, so since we're in the spoiler zone, just like a quick rundown, Balram becomes a driver, the second driver of a of a rich family. He then uh, takes over the first driver's position after telling the family that the guy was a Muslim. Uh, some think some crazy stuff happens. He drives around Priyanka Chopra and this guy Rajkumar, who's very handsome, by the way. They end up killing a little oh, yeah, Indian girl. Yeah, yeah. They they end up killing a little Indian girl. They frame my guy Balram, uh, but they don't need to use him anymore because nobody actually saw it. So he's not framed, but they were going to frame him. And he was like super sad and fucked up about it. Um, and then essentially he just goes down a, a deep hole and he ends up killing his master and stealing a dick ton of money and running away to Bangladore, I think it was, he from was Delhi. He was fucking drowning in rupees. <laughs> drowning in rupees so many goddamn rupees such an interesting take on class not just in india but just in general uh this was just as good in my mind maybe not just parasites of 50 this is a 48 the acting was much better in parasite but that's because you had so many actors there were only three actors in this and the only one that was like really really good was was balram um, so this is, this is like, if, if, uh, if Parasite's an A+, this is an A-. I think, I really think it will win Best International oh. Film. I would give this an A if Parasite's an A+. It's close. It, the acting in Parasite is really fucking good, though. And the um, directing was also a little better. It was pretty, it was, the, the view, the view, the, the visuals of Parasite were much more pleasing. This was really good, but the vision. Do you think if this had come out before Parasite, you would have given this an A plus? Yes. <laughs> and then if Parasite, I like when Parasite finally came out, you'd be like, "Oh man, they're I don't know, they're both A pluses." I think. I think I would yeah. have done that. Yeah, that's that's why that's why I didn't give this an A plus because I need to I can't shoehorn myself. I have to give myself wiggle room for more movies to come out in the future that are better than this. Parasite was more pleasing to my eye, but Parasite was a little real for me, and I didn't like that. I, yeah, I really like it. It hit a little too close to home. One of my favorite parts of this movie, White, The White Tiger, is when Balram has a quote at the end of the movie, and he says, you know why they never found me? Because my face looks like half the men in India. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of like, my other favorite it parts. <laughs> it, showed his dis it showed his picture on the wall, his wanted poster, and it was just like a nondescript Indian man with a mustache. It really, it was so fun. He looked like several of the guys on the wall itself. Very, very yeah, funny. Yeah, literally, if it wasn't like a hand-drawn, just like sketch artist picture, 
it probably would have been a little easier to find them. But since it was just like a black and white, like pencil drawing, they were like, yeah, that could be anybody. We're not going to go accusing people of murder. (laughs) You know, why I look at my favorite parts, Brianna, it actually makes me want to lower my score. And I'll tell you why, because one of my favorite parts I have is how much I hated the mongoose and the stork as my favorite part, because they really made me want to hate the mongoose and the stork. But there was no resolution to them at the end. And I, really I hated Vitiglio Man. <laughs> oh, Vitiglio Man was interesting. Um, but I wanted to, I really wanted to know what happened to the mongoose. I wanted to know what happened to the stork. And I wanted to know what happened to Priyanka Chopra. There was no, they didn't tie those up. And I, and I, sh- I probably should have deducted more points because of that. Because that kind of bothered me a little bit. And it's bothering me a little more as oh, I talk so about it. so now you're questioning your score. I am questioning my score. You judge, I'm not gonna, for, I'm not gonna, you judge me for a 45. That is interesting. <laughs> Listen. Um, I mean, for parts? for Priyanka Chopra's character, I could care less about. I don't need closure for her. She could just withered away and I wouldn't have noticed. I did wish there was a little more of um, a... What's it called? Like she was an integral part of the movie and then it's just like she was gone. I wish there was a little more of like a where are they now for the mongoose and the stork. Like, yes. did they just go they like, bo- oh man, like what, like what happened to my son? Did he die? I don't know. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so throughout the movie, Balram is having visions, like we mentioned, of his entire village, Oh, visions entire would be the good being, word. Yeah, his entire uh, family being slaughtered. And at the very end of the movie, while he's eating breakfast in a cafe with a little boy that was sent to him from that same village, he sees a headline that says 17 murdered in North Northern Indian village. And obviously it's possible that could have been his family. But while he reads that headline, he says, I never have any, I never actually knew what happened to my family because I could never find out. I could never go back. Yeah. And, so it was like, that's very ooh, could it have been them? Yeah, yeah, it definitely could have been them, or could have not. Uh, either way, the very interesting thing um, about that scene, too, was he was sitting with the little boy, and he says, do you miss your mom and dad, as he reads the headline. And the little boy looks at him, kind of sad, kind of like, you, he might be like, yeah, I do. But then he just goes, uncle, will you get me more milk and ice cream? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. this kid doesn't give a fuck. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Um, Balram's That was like one of arc- Balram's, like, cousins. Yes, that was Balram's cousin, his Auntie Lusu's fourth son, I think he said. Um, Balram doesn't really end up being... It's interesting because Balram's obviously a bad guy because he kills somebody, but he's not like a bad guy. He he brings the whole team with him at the end, and he gives all these people jobs, and he kind of creates this this little bubble for these people to not have to be servants and have a master. Um and work for themselves and be their own men and he takes responsibility for murders that drivers commit at the at the end of the movie and it's it's a very interesting circle it's a very interesting circle and it it, it ties up itself real nice except for the uh, ancillary characters um i liked when the mongoose said that you need to know your master from lips to anus (laughs) just because i'm like five (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was funny though. It's just like okay, like that's weird. <laughs> um, but it is. It does reflect on the end of the movie where Ballroom's like, yeah, no, you're not going to be someone's servant. Like you're just going to drive them around and try not to hit anybody while you're doing it, and we're all going to have a good time. 
And if you hit someone while you're doing it, that's okay. Yeah, but that's that's important. I'm going to buy the police. He buys the police, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Least favorite parts. What do you got? Um, One of my least favorite parts was not, like, particularly for me, but for people that wouldn't like this. There was a good amount of graphic, like, bloody scenes. I have mm-hmm. no problem with it, but if you're just not into blood or, you know, violence, I would suggest maybe erring on a side of put your hands up at some points and cover your eyes, even though you can hear, like, the smashing. <laughs> yeah, and um, speaking of that, the end of this movie is intense. Holy fuck. The, me yeah. and Brianna were, like, squee- There's a point, probably 20 minutes left in the movie, where you're, like, in your chair, you're like, ooh, ooh I don't know what My to butt do. was clenched, I yeah. audibly screamed. I audibly screamed. Yeah, you I went, did. fuck! <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, like, it was too much for my body to handle. I just, I didn't know, I didn't know how to express myself other than a hearty fuck. Right out loud. I think, um... um I think my Hannibal viewing has kind of desensitized me a little bit. So I was like, whoa, my butt can finally like stop being clenched because I'm not tense anymore. But the the actual scene was like, oh, yeah, that happens. I'm not a big sound person, though. Like, I don't want to hear it. The tension they created was phenomenal. Yeah, the tension they create in my butt. Because you're like, ooh, hello, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really didn't like how much Balram touched his dick. Touched it a lot. Touched his dick a lot. A lot of dick touching. There was a certain point at the end where I was like, Ballroom's not going to do it. Ballroom's going to puss out. Yeah, I thought so too. But uh, he just t- kept touching his dick and um, he murdered that guy. I didn't like how he kept touching his dick, but also it could have been a thing that was kind of like, well, he wasn't really taught manners. And that's why they kept showing it. Because there was a point in time where the Priyanka Chopra scolded him for touching his dick. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point of it. Yeah, but he didn't know. And like, even when... Okay, first of all, as a female, I know that you boys do your your thing. Just try not to do it when we're all staring at it. That's fine. Like, I know. Girls adjust things, too. And we try not to do it in front of everybody. So even yeah. people with manners still touch themselves all the time. Yeah, just not in, pu- not in public and not in, front of, not in front of people. I seriously watched a grown man pick his ear today and smell it. You don't pick pubes out of your foreskin in front of your master's wife. You don't, you just don't do that through your pants. It's rude. And Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra shouldn't have scolded him so much for it. She shouldn't have been like, Balram, you smelly cunt. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, she shouldn't have said that. She called him like a smelly asshole, but instead his teeth were gross, uh, which made him very self-conscious, by the way. Yeah, she could have just said, oh my gosh, like, please don't do that in front of the ladies. But you also, yeah, she threw him right under there and was like, you smell and your teeth are dirty and you have bad breath and it was like oh we're really letting out <laughs> what about the dude with no leg the nub uh, you know i don't want to discriminate vitiglio man already kind of bummed me out not because he had vitiglio he was just an asshole <laughs> the nub was crazy i was didn't did not expect it i was like whoa because he was like moving it and i was like holy shit he's he's moving the nub really freaked me out it was up really really high too yeah, really high, like, 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 almost like nipple height. He had like hang. It was his leg nub, and it was just like hang. It was up like there. he was trying Either to way, put Balram, it over his head or something, and they had to cut it off because it didn't fit or something. I don't know. <laughs> Balram gave the guy like a couple bucks, and uh, he got in trouble for it from the masters. My last least favorite part, Brianna, is at the end of the movie. Balram, he's recollecting about the time he spent with. 
Ashcock, and uh, he calls him his ex, and he says he misses him, and it's just such a fucked up view. It's such a it's just such a fucked up way to think about somebody that you were employed for, and I really think that if that you know that's kind of the thing they were going for, like that's such a fucked up system. Like I like I I can't even wrap my mind around it. Like the idea of you growing up and having it slammed into your head that you want to be a servant for somebody. Remember in the beginning of the movie where he was like, I don't need money. You people are my family. Like that doesn't even make any sense. He had just met them. That was so, that was so bizarre, but it was just ingrained in him from the very beginning. Um, yeah, but like, I really like in Ballroom's mind at the beginning of the movie, he has this like image of like the servants or the drivers in his head that they're like perfect and that they just follow their family around everywhere and they'll do anything for them. But then you kind of realize like three quarters of the way through that like all the drivers for the families are doing shady side business and they're basically just like mm -hmm. taking advantage of their family. But the family will never know because they don't care. And what did I tell you? I told you those drivers were going to be the ones who made him who he was. Yeah, but was that Vitiglio guy or was that just random other drivers? No, no, no. That was Vitiglio guy. That was they were the B store, the 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 drivers in Vitiglio guy. One of my other least favorite parts was how Ashcock was a whiny little bitch. He was such a whiny little bitch. Grew up, grew up rich. Went to America to to study and live and live rich and got a a hot wife. Like there's, and then came back and was just there's literally like a one point. Yeah, there's one point where he is sitting in Balram's cockroach-infested pallet bed system seat cushion thing in the garage of their wicked nice hotel, and he's like, yeah, you know, I really wish I could live the simple life like you, Balram. And it was like, you know that no fucking person with no money ever wants to hear those words come out of your super rich mouth? And that's when I think right? Balram snapped. Yeah, I think that's when he I was like, so well, if I wasn't thinking about it before, I'm definitely going to do it now, and I'm going to take a broken bottle to the back of your head. Oof, so intense. Just just so good. Brianna, did you have any least, more least favorite parts? Well, part of the reason why I gave it a 45 and not a perfect score was because of the amount of violence that I wasn't expecting, and I hated Priyanka Chopra as her person. I liked the role of, I liked the role of Pinky. But Priyanka Chopra, like, I guess, you know, she was fine. She was fine. But they could have found someone much better. And she kind of, you know, when she did that weird crying thing, I didn't feel anything. And I was just kind of sitting there. Even though I'm PMSing, I still didn't feel bad for her. And I was like, oh, She okay. was the bad guy in, <laughs> in that movie We Are Heroes that I watched a couple weeks ago. Like the Shark Boy yeah. and Lava Girl Two movie, yeah, yeah. That she wasn't. She she kind of had like the same kind of acting. She can, it, like, she was serviceable in that role. Um, Doesn't the, say the much crying though. was. It, <laughs> I yeah, I was very confused when she was crying really hard, and I was like, "Well, she looks like she's crying," but I wasn't feeling anything for. Her. And I was like, "This movie is really good. There's no reason that I shouldn't be feeling anything for her right now." Um, they just it just she just didn't set the tone for it. Hmm. But, but the whole point everybody of everybody else was really good. Yeah, no, everyone else was great. Even Ashcock, as much as I hated his whiny little bitch self, he was really good looking and he was a great actor. Yeah, we have to see. We have to watch Newton sometime. 
He plays a guy named Newton Kumar. Yeah. I saw that on his IMDb credits, and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, okay, well, do you have anything else? No, that's it. That's the that's the White Tiger review, everybody. Go watch it. Holy fuck, so good. Oscar-worthy. And it'll definitely make the top five list at the end of this year. I don't see, I don't see how anything, I don't see how f- five more movies could be better than this. That's good. That's a tough feat. You know what I hear is a contender for like some of the Oscars, which like literally sets my blood on fire. What prom? That weird movie from Netflix with uh, with all the singing, and I was like, I swear, God, no, 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 no. What what else did you watch this week? Because I want to get as far away from from that thought as I possibly can. I actually didn't watch anything new. I watched um, a few more episodes of Hannibal. But when I went to go look on Hulu for a Nicolas Cage movie I thought I saw, I couldn't find it again. So I ended up just watching more episodes of Hannibal. Did you watch anything, though? I did. I watched In and of Itself on Hulu, which is about a magician who worked as like a shady backroom card dealer. And then he started doing a a show in New York and there was a cameo by Bill Gates and it's a, a stage play. And it was really powerful, okay. and I, I had fucking tears in my eyes at the end. I was like, I was like, holy fucking shit, this was emotional, like very, very emotional. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, just great, Brianna. You should you should really go watch it as soon as you can. I also watched Palm Springs. I don't know if you've seen that, Brianna. No, I haven't. I've talked about how I haven't seen it, but it did oh. come out with a Hulu commentary. With oh. the stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Malati, so I will definitely be watching it okay. soon. Well, you should definitely should. And I feel super, like super, super good. I actually found out why she looks so familiar to me, and it's because she is Teresa in The Wolf of Wall Street, and I love that movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's in a few things. Um, she was. But also I've seen that movie like twenty times. Oh, see, I've never seen uh, that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I love that movie. I gotta, I gotta watch that soon. Um. Palm Springs, I think, will get a writing nomination at the Oscars. It was okay. Very, t- very tight, very tight movie. Uh, and I also watched Tootsie for the first time ever, which, if you haven't seen Tootsie, it's Dustin Hoffman who, it's like White Joanna Man. If you've ever seen Joanna Man, Dustin Hoffman <laughs> dresses up like a woman to get a job, and it, it, it was good. I liked it. I always never wanted, I never really wanted to watch it, and then I was just really baked, at like one in the morning i was like i'll watch it it." (laughs) interesting headlines extra extra read all about it extra extra suck my suck my balls (sighs) wwe is headed to peacock ladies and gentlemen i don't know what that means to you it means nothing to me what a sham of a network wwe created their own universe made people spend 10 bucks a month to get it and now they're just going to peacock selling out to peacock lame do you have to pay for peacock yeah peacock's like five bucks a month but peacock's probably treading water who knows when they're gonna be profitable jesus christ there's a new reagan biopic coming out brianna dennis quaid is set to play ronald reagan and the lead singer of creed uh scott staff is uh playing frank sinatra it is not going to be a good film do not get your hopes up the director is the same guy from brianna's favorite film three ninjas high noon at mega mountain and 13 episodes of That's So Raven. 
There's a script out there that was on the blacklist a couple years back about Ronald Reagan having dementia in his final years in office. And the main character was the guy who had to take care of him. It was like a fictional, non-speculative, non, non-fictional movie. I want to see that fucking movie. I don't want to see this movie about Ronald Reagan with Dennis Quaid and Scott Staff as Frank Sinatra. What the fuck? Dude from Creed? Can you take him higher? <laughs> Maybe that's where they got the inspiration from. I hope that's what it's called. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, you know, I really don't like Dennis Quaid outside of Pi- The Parent Trap. He's perfect in that movie, and everything else after that is trash. I like Day After Tomorrow. Oh, Day After Tomorrow's good, I guess. That's that's the only movie for me with him in it. I like The Parent Trap. AMC raised $917 million to, to weather the storm of, headlines. of coronavirus. So what do you think about it? I just said that AMC's out of the shitter. <laughs> They're liquidating things. They like I said they were out of the water. shitter for now. <laughs> yeah okay that's yeah that's mainly because of the landlords and the mortgage holders though what do you think i mean try to think of where amcs are i mean i go to there's one in framingham there's one in braintree the braintree one's like in such a random like high like up on a mountain area and that one yes. always had like suspicious criminal activity at it too so it kind of turned me off for a while and then the other one that's near me is the one in Boston Common, and that one's fucking impossible to get to because there's nowhere to fucking park. Yeah, there's nowhere to park. My question, though, Brianna, is I don't think it, I don't think this this bodes well. Like you're liquidating shit to stay above water. What are they doing? They selling like the theater seats out of it? They're se- They're like they're like they're like cutting staff and like. But who's working at them right now? Who is working at them? All the ones in Boston are closed. No, but that's still the same thing, though. Like, Braintree's not closed. Framingham's not closed. They're open. But you have to think, like, the one in Boston Common, the rent alone on that location? I would just nix it. Oh, it's probably out the fucking roof. I would just be like, okay, bye, Boston Common. We'll go contribute your money elsewhere, if you have any. Toodaloo. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you have any other headlines? I don't have anything else. You were sharing. Okay. Um, There's going to be a Harry Potter series, hopefully, for HBO Max. As a Harry Potter oh, yeah? person, I'm not 100% with it, but will I watch what it if it happens? Premise? Probably. Uh, they just said there's going to be a Harry Potter series. Okay. I mean, that's got, that, that gets me. I, I, I tried the Crimes of Grindelwald there, or uh, no, Fantastic Beasts. I saw the first one, and I did not watch the Crimes of Grindelwald, the second one. Yeah, you Beast see, those ones, I'm like, uh, I've seen them, and I was like, yeah. They're fine. Not not great. Not great. Yeah, HBO Max got to step up. If they got to produce some Mandalorian level shit if they want to get people into the Harry Potter universe again. There's uh sure. speaking of Mandalorian, there's going to be a new network called Paramount Plus, I think. I saw that with Snooky. I saw a commercial. Yeah, with what are they re- what is it replacing though? Fuck. Quibi? No. I don't know. That was Brianna lazily scanned that headline. <laughs> little too little too lazily and then my my last one is that john boyega and robert de niro are going to be starring in a movie together about a formula one driver turned getaway driver and i am just really into movies about people driving fast cars i would uh, yeah me too that's awesome i love john boyega i just saw him in uh he was just in one of the small axe films and he was really good Mm mm-hmm CBS All Access, Brianna, is what it's... Yes, that's what they're replacing, because no one wants that shit. That makes sense. (laughs) No, and it's all the same company, too, so... Paramount Plus, ugh. 
We don't need any more streaming services. Services keep Snooky off my fucking TV. It's because MTV is owned by Viacom, and Viacom owns fucking Viacom, Paramount, and CBS. Like it's all the same co- fucking company. Honestly, the the first like couple seasons of Jersey Shore, I was there for it, and I would watch them again in a heartbeat. Uh, all the spinoffs though, the Jersey Shore did, and like all that jazz. Not a fan, but when we first went to the Shore House. I wanted to go to the shore house. I was invested in going. Yeah, 100%. Big fact. <laughs> I don't need to be buying Paramount Plus to see my girl on TV in the duck phone. That's all I'm saying. We should have we stopped after Disney Plus. But then Peacock came out and it was like, okay, sure. Peacock, you can stay. Because you're going to have the office if you're a diehard office person. But then we should have cut the cord on, on everything. But then, you know, Discovery Plus came out. Paramount Plus is coming out, and it's like, oh, okay, so now we're all just going to copy each other. That's cool. That's fine. Why do we even have cable anymore? Why am I paying money for cable? Live TV is over. Bye. And on that note, we are going to say goodbye ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will be watching The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington on HBO Max. Very excited, Brianna, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be Oh, yeah. Mama's ready. We love you. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, YouTube. Go, like Marjo said, go watch our new reaction video to Kong Godzilla mashup series. Thank you. We love you so much. Say bye, Brianna. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Bean.